One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. listeners and welcome back to yet again another episode of the beautiful game podcast as ever i'm your host budge joined by my uh, faithful south londoners <laughs> my uh, my fellow co-conspirators <laughs> dot and dead boys how are we feeling today man what are you saying budge man i'm excited for this one obviously off, off record we were laughing so yeah but let's get this started man. of course 100 man 100 how about you dead how are you feeling about this oh man ever since this got put in the bag <laughs> We've been laughing, we've been happy, we've been smiling, you know, yeah, one yeah. of the South London's finest, man, so course, hey, this listen, is going to be South sick. London's fi- <laughs> you know when South London links up, it's a, it's a different kind of story, do you know what I mean? Definitely. But, you know what, you, we usually, on a platform, we always have to give our special guest flowers, innit? This guy is a bit different. I need, I need, I need to, I need to do ballet, I need to, I need to, I need to, I need because, because we're really, um, we're really in the, in the greatness here. Do you understand? Mm. We're, we're really, really joined by a, a, a very, very special guest. This, uh, this wizard is currently waving his wand in the, uh, in the championship for QPR. Yeah, uh, he burst on the scene in 2017-2018 season and has been on a meteoric rise to prominence ever since. Breaking ankles, embarrassing. <laughs> In front of their family and friends, he drops a shoulder and sends people to the corner shop for milk and eggs on a regular. <laughs> you understand? Like this guy oh, needs no introduction. Like especially in South London, everyone knows who this guy is. But without further ado, we're gonna we're gonna introduce him. We have the 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 wonder kid, the special talent, the mercurial talent. <laughs> <laughs> Eze, we welcome to the platform. Welcome, 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 welcome. South London's that, finest, we nah. said. That is the best intro I've ever heard. <laughs> 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 no, Ez, man, thank for coming onto the platform, man. Obviously, we're massive fans of you, man. You're going every weekend, so we look forward to seeing you back on the pitch soon, bro. 100%. I'm happy to be here, man. This, is, this should be good, man. 
Yeah, love for coming on, Ebs. You know, South London came out. We put out the question. The people yeah. want to ask questions, and everyone came out. This is probably like the biggest traction we've got mm-hmm. after Legit, asking man. the question. Legit. Obviously, there was a few sinister Tottenham fans that were mentioned. <laughs> <after>. <laughs> we won't go into that. <laughs> we'll ask you off air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> A hundred percent, a hundred percent. All right. So anyway, man, of, of course, like we already mentioned, most people will already um, uh, know about you. Um, but for those that don't, we want to run through your career today um, and, and, yeah. and what, you know, how, how you got to uh, where you are uh, at currently um, and sp- uh, speak a bit about your journey, man. So um, let's, let's kick things off from, from the beginning. And, and like one thing that's clear when you look at your um your twitter page for example you see mm. like your your description and even in some of the tweets you like you can see that your faith is 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 something that is a big uh, a, a big thing for you right yeah. and 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 of course my my assumption is that, that that goes back to like your your upbringing and your family and whatnot so i guess i wanted to just ask a bit about um uh, a, a bit about that and, and ask for you to share a bit more about like your faith and and, and family and, and how that's helped you along your uh, your journey so far um i'd say obviously i'm a christian so and i've grown up in a christian family so parents will take me to you know african churches and all that stuff so <laughs> <Big> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> <laughs> we've, been, we've been doing that we've been doing that for okay us. okay even up till this day my mom's still like you got me church <laughs> <laughs> Of course, uh, you, when you've grown up in that that sort of environment, so yeah, yeah. your faith is strong. Your your for what my mom put into me, it's not even. I'm trying to put it in a way so you can understand that it's not even. It's more my mum putting it into me, instilled yeah. this something that I take with me forever. Yeah. So, I think that's probably the biggest thing that's got me through all the trials and tribulations that I've been through. I think just being able to hold strong and be like. Listen, I know God's got me here. I know God's going to pull me through. Okay. Yeah, that's that's it's a huge, huge asset to have. Yeah, so Ebbs, like you've grown up in Greenwich, South East London. You know, this is mm. an epicenter of talent. We've seen the likes of Ngakia, West Ham, Reese Nelson, Arsenal, Jaden Sancho, mm-hmm. Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. So what is it about South London that is creating these, you know, off-the-cuff talents? Because when you watch them play, mm. you know... It's different. It's, yeah, it's different. they improvise. Yeah. It's not, you know, what you see in the Premier League, which is like a program style of football. Mm-hmm. It's much more individualistic, but it also fits into that team harmony. I think it's hard, you know, because it's like there's cages and people play on the street everywhere. It's not just in South London. Mm. So it's hard to even pinpoint where it is. But I know, and I'll speak for my, for, I can I can speak for a lot of the boys in South London that, you're on and in the cages from morning to night. Morning to night, your mum is calling you in. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> them summer holidays, them summer holidays, boy. You know how many times I've been, like, I've been at the cage from 11, banging ball till 6, my dad's calling me, like, listen, we've got to go to the African party, we've got to, get to, we've got to, we've got to leave now, all of this. And you're thinking, like, this is, this is all you want to do. You want to play football all day. So it's like... It's hard to pinpoint what exactly it is, but I know that I've been playing football all all my life, and mm. that's all I've ever wanted to do. So I guess that. that. Obviously, just to um, piggy bank off of um, Deji's initial question, um, 
do you feel it's that kind of South London banter element? So you feel that, listen, I need to disgrace one of my boys so everyone can laugh about it after the game? That's facts as well. That's, that's, I speak about it with Bright as well. It's like, mm. we try our best to, not to disrespect, it's never disrespect, but we <laughs> <laughs> to terrorise, to terrorise. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. You're always trying your best to do something that everyone's speaking about after the session, mm. after the match, or whatever. And me and Brad will comment on each other all the time. So I guess that is something that, that is bred in, in South London. And you know what? Just to, um, to, to follow up on from um, Dot's question, Ebbs, mm. is, you know that whole thing about, like, at, at the moment, it's, it's obviously playful when you're like, yeah, we want to, I, I, I want to do something that, that people are going to remember or talk about after mm. the game and whatnot. Do you feel that there's ever, like, a time where it's, it's added pressure on you? Like, where in a game you feel like, because you've established yourself as, as, as a, trick, uh, a tricky, um, skillful player, you, you, you almost have to beat a player in a certain way or have to embarrass a player. Otherwise, it's like, oh, you know, Evs hasn't done his standards <laughs> in this game. So it's like, it's not it's game. you know what I mean? I get what you mean. I get what you mean. I, I think because it's in a professional environment, mm. you, ha- you, can't, you, you, can't, you can't be capable all the time. Your mindset, you have to be serious. You have to be serious in what you're doing. So, I don't see it as much as pressure. I just see it as I enjoy doing what I'm doing. I enjoy doing that to people. I enjoy trying to do skills and trying stuff different and doing, doing what mm-hmm. I can. I wouldn't see it as pressure. I just see it as that's just me and enjoying myself. Mm. So, Ebs, do you, do you almost feel that that street element gets coached out of you? Because, you know, as, as Dead said earlier, like in the Premier League, we see it as so, you know, tactically strewed and, you know, mm. players stay rigid into their shape. And do you feel like during your career, that kind of street element got taken out of you? Hence why you struggled at a few clubs before you finally made your big breakthrough? That's a good question, you know. Um, I think it, it depends because there's loads of good academy managers who see that and, and are like, that that's something you must take to to the to the end of wherever your career takes. There's managers that will look at you and be like that, but there's also managers that will see what you're doing and won't appreciate it. Mm. And won't under, maybe not appreciate, but maybe not understand why you play like that, why you take so many touches, why you, you can pass the ball, why why you taking so many touches. So I think it's it's for me. I don't I don't I don't know if it was coached out of me, but I know that it was something that wasn't appreciated and understood in some of the places that I was playing up. Yeah, so Ebbs, obviously to get to where you are today, you know, playing for mm. QPR, you've had to come through a lot of knockbacks, setbacks, mm. you know, being released, you know, by Millwall and on the verge of taking up a part-time job at Tesco. Mm. So after all of these rejections... Guys, guys, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Let me clear this one up. I'm gonna be honest here. This Tesco thing, I was never actually applying for a Tesco job. I never applied, I never was on the way there. This Tesco thing, I'll tell you where it came from. So I played against Nottingham Forest at home in a stadium, and we got pumped, I think like five or on a certain city like that, yeah. And this is that I can honestly say this is the worst game I've played in my life. 
by, by a long shot as well. And we've come in now after the game, and Chris Ramsey, I'm sure, sure you know of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He came in and he was like, he's going around the room, just grilling, man, grilling, man, grilling, man. He came to me, he's like, you're lucky, you're, you're lucky you're even here. You're, you're almost working in Tesco. As okay, yes, yes, and because of that, Paul Hall was then taking it and sent it to a newspaper like he could be working in Tesco, and now everyone's running with the No, I'm happy you cleared that up, but yeah. you know, the point is that you've had to come through setbacks and knockbacks, yeah. being released, and as a young player, that can be you know disheartening. So for you to come back, was that something innate in you or did you have that support system around you which said, you know what, Ebbs, come on, you can be a pro footballer? I think I had both, really. I had people around me, my family around me that have always believed in me. Parents drive me up, down the country, everywhere. So they've always had the the faith and the belief in me to become a footballer. Um, and obviously, seeing them believe in me so much that instilled a, a, a faith in myself that I'm good enough to become what I want to become as long as I work hard and apply myself. And football's hard because it's not just if you work hard enough, you'll make it because you need to be in the, the, the hands of the right people. And luckily, I got in the hands of, of guys at QPR, Paul Hall, Andrew MP, Chris Ramsey, and they've, they've put me in a, in a good position. You know what I wanted to ask, um, Ebs? If you mm. could, it, this might be a bit of a tricky one because um, it's it's always difficult to talk about yourself, right? Yeah. But if if you were to like describe yourself as a player, mm. um, or like put yourself in a certain, because like you you could really play in, in in a number of different positions, right? But if you yeah. if you were like like ex- explaining yourself to somebody else, yeah, what how would you describe yourself as a player? Or what position would you say is mm. your most natural position, if that makes sense? I would say I'm just I'm an attacking midfielder. So whatever that means to the, to that person, I'm sure anywhere across that front, that front four, I enjoy playing. And, and I see myself as as an entertainer. So someone that you can look at and you enjoy the way he controls the ball, the way he touches the ball, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever he's doing is sort of... That's what I pride myself on. I want mm. people to watch me play football and be like, right, this guy is just the way he controls the ball or just the way he does it. That's what I want people to, to look at me as. So, yeah, entertainer probably. And you don't feel like there's one in particular that you're, you're more comfortable than that? Or is it, is it anywhere across that front four? Mm. I'll say number 10. Like, number 10 directly 10. behind the striker. That's where I'm most comfortable, most free. But I do enjoy playing. I've had good games playing in... I all of those positions, so um, I'm still easy playing in any of them. So obviously, um, just moving on a bit, just I think, how are you guys dealing with this um, current situation? Obviously, mm. there's no football. Obviously, there's talks to resume football. The championship is kind of, you know, in a midway zone, whether it's going to get, you know, called cool, non and void or it's going to be completed. So mentally, how are you dealing with this? Because... I spoke to an FA registered intermediary and they said a lot of players are in a bad, bad way. So yeah. just talk to us about, you know, the mental toll it's had on you. I think it's it's been crazy hard, man, because mm. as a footballer, you're so used to routine, you're used to doing stuff 
having your day planned from from one hour to the other and to be in this position now where you literally have to motivate yourself to go out and do your fitness just in case you, because we don't know when we're going to be back so it's it's tough and not having anyone so I feel sorry for people that haven't got brothers and haven't got um, siblings that they can talk to this stuff about because you're on your own you feel isolated you're lonely and it's hard to motivate motivate yourself and to take your mind off it so I can totally understand why people are struggling man. yeah so Ebs there's talks about the season resuming and I know you're obviously doing your day-to-day training regime, but let's yeah. say if the season was, you know, going to start very, very shortly, how long do you think it will take you from this point to reach your full match fitness? I think, i say it probably takes, from this point now, because I've been doing quite a bit, but you can't replicate match fitness. I'll say maybe two, two weeks, three weeks or so to get to that level of like, okay, cool, I'm ready to, last a full match and not blow up probably yeah two three weeks fair, fair play um and, and just before the um pandemic hit um, um, and whatnot ebbs um yeah. obviously you you guys were, were, were doing quite well you know you were sitting comfortably in the in mid table you were on a, a good mm. run of form i think you'd won three and drawn two in your yeah. uh, your last five games, and I think so far this season you've pretty much featured in every single um, game. So, like in in terms of the timing, uh, of course it, it it's um it, it's frustrating. But do you do you feel like you know it 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 will like take a little while to to get back to you know that 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 level of performance that you guys are putting in as a, as a team, and and of course um, for you individually as well. I hope not. I hope not. We're enjoying and <laughs> the last the last five games. I really enjoyed. So mm. I haven't. I don't think we've hit that type of performance since like the beginning of the season. Mm. So it was good to be in that run of form and to be winning games and being comfortable through games. So I don't know. I don't know. You can never. You can never tell. I, I think we're going to do everything we can to to yeah. to reach that level of performance and to. And of course, that's put confidence confidence in us to we know we what we're capable of. So, hopefully, I'm hoping that we can we can hit them strides again. I think before we move on to you know QPR a little further, I'm just going to bring in a listener question. Literally, I just got it right now, and it's from at Neil Harmon. 57 and he said, "I'm writing a book about the season with Wickham Wanderers. Could Ebere?" Um, tell us what playing for the club meant to him and how it shaped his future career. I would say going to Wickham was the best decision I made. Mm. Because if not for that, I don't think the manager at Cooper at the time would have took to me as much as he did. So I was with him before I went alone and he wasn't really trying to play me. He wasn't really... He, me and he wasn't really seeing the same thing. So, luckily, I think me going alone there, I've, I've given myself a platform to show what I'm capable of. And, of course, me doing it in a professional stage now has to look. So, now, for, as a Wickham, that's probably the best thing that's happened. Yeah, so you mentioned the managers that you um, obviously played under. Ian mm. Holloway, Steve McLaren. Yeah. I want to dial into Steve McLaren. When you speak to people inside of the trade, they say, 
this man's probably one of the best coaches around in terms of putting on sessions and yeah. enjoying the sessions. But maybe as a manager, that's where he comes unstuck. So how was it like working under Steve McLaren? I love working under him still because I think just the, the light in which he saw me in and the belief he put in me. Giving you that number 10 shirt. Like, honestly, when I received, I was thinking, "Raw, this guy must really feel." For me to get to the number ten shirt, this this is gonna be my. I was gonna be my first actual season playing, so I was just, as of him in terms of how he managed me, the sessions can't you cannot fault him. So what 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 is it in terms of these sessions? Because you hear top elite players come out and say, Steve McLaren probably the best coach I've worked under. So what is it about it? I think the way the sessions are are set out and the way he is throughout the sessions, he makes you want to work. He makes you want to work hard and and throughout the whole session you'll be motivated to to do what he's asking to do. And I think that's the difference between like a great manager and a good manager. A manager that can look at you and talk to you in a way and it makes you want to work from once you it's it's a whole different different mm. program. You know you know what I wanted to ask Ebs? Um mm. so what I what what often happens is um us as fans and, and, and general people that watch the game often find it very, very difficult to strike the balance between footballers as uh, professionals and footballers as uh, um, individuals, right? Now, some, so so you're you're still uh, quite young, and you've had to leave home where your family are and whatnot, and move uh, somewhere completely different. Okay, yeah. so you're not really having much opportunity to spend as much time as you would like to with family and so on and so forth. Mm. Um, and of course, at the club, you've got other fellow young players like. Uh, Midday, um, Shopido, and 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 Brighter say Samuel and and that kind of thing, right? How important is it to have players that are around your age group that get and understand you and, and whatnot when you're playing for a team and you're having to like be so distant and so far from family and yeah. stuff, that kind of thing? I think so. As of QPR, I've 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 fallen in love with this QPR because. I go in, into training and I'm happy to go to training. Mm-hmm. Not just because of the young players, but everything about the club. But for me, having Bright, Midday, Ilias, Ozzy, Nico, all these young mm-hmm. guys at the club, it makes you almost, you're not worried about going in. There's no you, there's no pressure to go in now. You, you're enjoying what you're doing. Bright, I've obviously known him since year seven because he went Willish Poly. So... Mm-hmm. We've been boys for time, so for me to see him at the club and I'm working, this is my job, and I'm working with my boy. That's a whole different, mm. different ball game. So, yeah. no, 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 no pressure at all. Just strictly enjoyment. Yeah. So you mentioned the young players that you're playing around. <clears throat> so I'm going to counter that and talk about the experienced players. Angel mm. Rangel, he's mm. had Premier League experience at the Premier League. Yeah. Jeff Cameron playing for Stoke. Mark Pugh playing for Bournemouth. Mm. How are these experienced players with you? Did they sort of like put you under their wing and say, do this, don't do that? Or did they just say, you know what, do your stuff and we've got you covered? It's, it's a bit of both, to be fair. They, they're, they're experienced guys, so they've been through it. They've seen a lot of stuff. So 
they do guide us on what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing. And it's more correcting us when we go off straight because they don't want to control us and tell us to do this and we're like robots. But <laughs> yeah. they, they do allow us to be free and they, they, they want us to be free. They want us to express ourselves and do what we want to do. But at the same time, they want us to understand what's right and what's wrong and what we should be doing. So no, they're, they're, they're great, great leaders. I recall a game in February um, against Stoke. Um, you guys were 2 0 down. Um, and after the game, I messaged someone very senior at your club and I said, Wow, what a comeback. And the reply was, You know what happened? Um, Ebere happened. So I was like, Okay, cool. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, when, when you get praise like that, how do you stay grounded? Because, again, we spoke to Les Ferdinand on this podcast and he said you have the ability to be the best player he's ever seen. So how, how do you stay grounded when you hear praise like that? I think it's, it's just something that's instilled in me because of what I've been through and mm. what I've my parents, my family ain't gonna allow me to, to become any of that. So there's no point even trying. I think the way the things that I've gone through, the things that I've seen, I think it's put me in a position where I look at myself and I want to be. I want to be a humble person. I want to be mm. as as cool as possible because I don't want to be seen in that light of yeah. being a different person or, or or any of that. So it's 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 quite easy for me. I don't find it hard being humble at all. Absolutely. I and you know I, I think it was rec- it was this season um, where you um, got reached a milestone of a uh, hundred appearances for, for for QPR right in in all competitions. Yeah. Like do, 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 do milestones and things like that like play on your mind? Like do you do you like how, how do you see and, and and perceive stuff like that? Like do you do you have like I don't know targets? that you set yourself. So for example, a certain amount of games that you want to, you want to play a season, of course, a certain number of goals and assists that you want to contribute mm. to and, and that kind of thing. Does, does that ever play on, in your psyche? I think it's always good to say so I've got like targets like goals you want to hit and uh, assists and stuff like that because it, it, it aligns your, your work. You know what you're working towards, you, mm. you know what you're striving for but in terms of it, affecting my mindset or I try to if I set a target I set my target and I work towards that I don't focus on what it is or all the other stuff that's coming with it so like the 100 appearances I didn't even know that that was going to be my 100 appearances it was only when I saw it so it was a surprise so I prefer to see it like that than for me to be counting uh, yeah. or 95 and uh, I'd rather just focus on what I'm doing and when it comes when all that, that type of stuff comes it comes yeah, so Ebby, you know, you've had a terrific season so far. You know, 12 goals, 8 assists in the league. So that's obviously courted the attention of international duties. So you've been called up to the England under-21s. You made your debut, coming on in the 81st minute, replacing Phil Foden. But there's a lot of murmurs, obviously, because you're also of Nigerian descent. Yeah. So a question from Scams <clears throat> is, would you consider playing for Nigeria? Yeah, of course, that's why I wouldn't. I I don't want to make any decision, any decision on my international dream until it's time. Until I feel like it's right. 
I don't want to be. I don't want to make a rush decision. As much as it's a privilege to play for either, there will be a, a great honour to play for both. So, so have you been contacted by maybe like the Nigerian FA to um, assess your eligibility and maybe your willingness? Yeah, okay. So I spoke to them, but again, it's it's sort of they understand where I'm at, and <clears throat> I'm just enjoying my football right now. I, I don't want to. I don't want any added pressure mm-hmm. onto. My mindset onto anything. I don't want to be focused on, on the wrong things. I want to focus on what has got me to the position. Continue doing it, and wherever it takes me, it takes me. You know what? I just had a light bulb moment as Dej asked this question. Um, but how were your parents when it came to supporting you in your football journey? Yeah. Because Mm. Come on, we all have Nigerian parents. Like, put your education first. So, how was it juggling the two? Um, to be honest, my parents were like, they were just as serious about education as football for me. Mm. And so, for example, I left John Rowan in year nine to go to, it was Coon Boy School, which was the school that's associated with Fulham. So I'll be doing like two lessons at Coon Boy School, going and training the rest of the day and coming back to school and training, um, doing education. So I was, my mum allowed me and she was so for me going to that, that type of school, whereas I can imagine another parent may not have been. Mm. So my mum has been, my parents, not just my mum, my dad as well, they've been on focus on football, focus on education and try your best in, in both, whatever, whatever comes, whatever comes. Yeah, so just, you know, harping back to the England and Nigeria question. Mm. When you look at the players in those wing positions, your Raheem Sterlings, your Jaden Sancho's, when you watch them, how do you, like, stack your game up against them? Mm. It's a good one, you know. It's a bit of a heavy one. You have to you have to appreciate what they're doing because it takes a, a lot to get to where they are, a lot to get to where they are, and I try my best not to compare myself to any of these any any other player. I want to do what I what I'm good at, do what I do, and whatever level that propels me to, I have the belief in myself that will get to me to to the top. So I, I try my best not to even. As you said, stack myself up against any of these man because they're on their thing. And yeah, they're yeah. They're really doing their thing, mm-hmm. and my aim is to 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 get to to those tights as well. So it's sort of like a real recognized rule. I see you. You're doing yeah. your thing, but I'm yeah. going to do my thing. That's exactly it, man. Mm. Exactly. Appreciate them, man. But I've got got to sit here and appreciate them for the rest of my for the rest of my life. Yeah, I've got to do my course. thing. I love that mentality, bro. Hundred percent. Um, mm. There's a name that I want to mention now, right? Mm. Adele Tarat, right? Yeah. So yeah. this is a guy. He he's a man. Yeah, you know what? You know when they say the streets won't forget. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of them, man. Yeah. No no matter, even even even. Ballador for even Honestly, even even though the main TV outlets or whatever. They might not give him that rec- their recognition and accolades that he deserves and whatnot, but us man know Adelterat. <laughs> man know, man know about Adelterat, right? <laughs> so obviously he recently came out, uh, QPR legend. He recently came out and he was uh, sp- speaking highly of you, 
mm. and he was sharing advice and speaking about like how you just need to uh, focus on football and keep working and, and mm. that kind of thing. So obviously we've spoken about receiving praise and whatnot from, from, from different people and, and, and trying to stay humble and, and, and just keep focus on whatnot. But what I wanted to ask that is like, does it add an, an extra bit on the, on the praise or the advice when you hear it from someone like that who, who, who gets you, who plays in a similar style, who understands the, do you know what I mean? That kind mm. of thing. Does it, does it add a bit extra to it? That one, especially that, because I've been watching me and my brother, me and my older brother especially, we've sat down before the championship was even something that you would type in and watch. Me and my brother were sitting there watching the Delta. My brother showed him to me first time. And I'm like, who the hell is this? <laughs> what the hell is he doing to people in this league? This is what I was thinking. <laughs> so as I'm seeing this this stuff from him, I don't I'm 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 sort of lost for words because it's like, wow, the guy that might be watching since I was a kid, a real yeah. kid. Mm-hmm. So nah, that's that that one was crazy for me, man. I think um, I'm going to bring in another listener question, and this is from Mourinhoology. And he says, does Eberezi look to players like Deli Ali, who made the jump from the lower league to the Premier League and done so well for inspiration? Yeah, of course. I think he, he's, he's shown that it's possible that you can go from low league and fit right in and even become more than what people expected you to be so... Of course, you, when you look at guys like that, you, again, just like Raheem, just like Sancho, all of these men, you, you appreciate what they've done, man, and you look at them, and it's a round of applause thing because they've actually done it. They've really done it. Yeah, so Ebbs, I want to move forward to this season. You know, your manager, Mark Warburton, for me, mm. he's a great manager with young players. You know, I saw him at Nottingham Forest, you know, putting the youngsters in, not being afraid. Mm. We've seen him at Brentford, Rangers as Brentford. well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so how much of an influence has he been on you? Because from the outside looking in, it's like he's building the team around you and saying, you know, give the ball to Eze. He's our, you know, our midfield maestro. He's going to make the magic happen. He's going to penetrate the lines and score. So how is it working with him? Yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't quite say that in the change. <laughs> 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 he's been good. He's, been, he's good, man. Again, he's another one that is, he's coming and he's... I feel like he appreciates what I bring to a team. And I wouldn't say he doesn't fit the team around me because, again, there's, there's, there's good players in this team. Bright. I'm hearing a lot of the, lot of the stuff that we, that we talk about in the change room is how we can get bright 1v1. Okay. So it's, it's, it's good to have someone that appreciates you and understands what, what, what you're capable of doing and, and willing to allow you to have a platform to play. Yeah, so, Ebs, I want to just, you know, dial into some of the games that you've played in this season. You know, yeah. seeing you've been twisting up, man, breaking ankles, snapping knees. Uh, there was one game in particular against Hull. I think you won, like, two penalties. You yeah. ran from like, the outside yeah, of your box, yeah, ran into nice. the box, he took you out. <laughs> the second one, you were in a cul-de-sac. You're thinking, you know what, there's no way he's going to get through. <laughs> <laughs> the cul-de-sac, then you won another penalty, you step up, you score both of the penalties. Like, when you're playing, what are you thinking? Because from the outside looking in again, it looks like the game is just played at your own tempo. Yeah. I'm the landlord of this park, you know. <laughs> I'm the landlord. I said landlord. Typical, Come on. typical Nigerian mentality. 
<laughs> yeah, so like, what's going on in your head? Ah, <laughs> uh, you better do it. <laughs> With that one, that whole game, I was just, and this is how I try to play as much as I can, just to, I play to enjoy myself, not, as much as I want to win, of course I want to win, I want to score, I want to do all of this, but I must enjoy what I'm doing. And I don't really, it's not really a matter of me thinking of what I want to do or how I want to do it. I'm just doing what I feel is right at the time. So, <laughs> nothing's really going for me. I can't tell you what's going for me. I'm just doing, doing what feels right. Ebs, how important has um, Chris Ramsey been for you? Because, you know, he's the um, one of the directors at the club. So, how important has he been? Because, for me, he seems like someone that's great with young players. Yeah, he, him, it's Chris Ramsey, Paul Hall, Andrew MP, that, those mm. three, what what they've done, not just with me, but with, you guys need to see some of the, the academy players that they've got, it's ridiculous, mm. ridiculous, so I hold them in the highest regard, because without them, I, would, I know I wouldn't be where I am today, mm. so I appreciate everything that they've done for me, but... Honestly, they need the recognition they deserve for not just what they've done with me and other players that are in the first team now, but the players that are in the twenty threes, in the eighteens. I'm telling you now, give it give it a couple of years, you guys will see some of the stuff that they've been working with and they've been seeing it from now. It's gonna come out in two years. So honestly, they deserve the highest the highest praise. You know, another question I wanted to ask you, Ebs, was if nerves ever are a factor for you because the way that you play like um like we've been talking about it's like it's it's so effortless like it's, it's you're so you seem so calm on the ball and 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 you know usually when you look at um uh, a younger player you you can often tell like if they've not played many games by some of the decisions that they make or whatever or they seem a bit like you know it's, yeah. it's, the, the, the occasions getting to them, you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. And obviously, yes. more more experienced players often it's it's just, it's like yeah, I've, I've it's like my first rodeo. I've I've been there. I've done it. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? I, and you give off that air. So from the outside looking in, it's like yeah, nah, this this guy this guy doesn't have have any nerves. But I wanted to ask if if that's like if it's the opposite. I I, I it's not it's not nerves. I don't get nervous. Everyone has nerves in them in the sense mm. of before you go to a game, you're feeling a certain type of way, you know, you know that people are coming to watch you. you know, there's, everyone feels that. I think it's just how you deal with it and how you allow it to affect what you do and the decision that you make. I try my best to, to use these nerves as sort of fuel to do what I want to do. Mm. So don't allow your nerves to stop you from doing it. But allow your nerves to force you to do the trick that you wouldn't necessarily do, or the trick that you're, you're not supposed to do, but you do it anyway. That's that's how I, I see nerves. I, I use it as a fuel for myself. Yeah. So when I look at the season, obviously Naki Wells was a massive part of QPR before. Obviously he, you know, went to Bristol City. You mm-hmm. two seem to have like a telepathic relationship. I think, like, you know, a classic example is the game against Cardiff where you just forked one out like a diag. Then he yeah. managed to stick his head on it. Like, how yeah. big of a miss has he been to the team? And like, how was that initial period after he left? Because I think that sort of coincided with a few yeah. you know, odd results. Not even just on the pitch, but as a person, 
that's like I've grown I've I've got a brother in him because of just how just how he is and how our relationship grew with him being at a club. That's a, a, a real life brother. And on the pitch, he's obviously a, a mad goal scorer, so you're always gonna miss you're always gonna miss that. We've got of course we've got players in the team who, who score goals and, and everything. But I think Naki brought something that it's hard to find. It's hard to find a natural goal scorer like him that is just on the end of everything. So no, nah, he's greatly missed. Ebs, do you ever have you know games where nothing is coming off? So you try to beat a man, you try to snap an ankle, and it's not working. <laughs> How do you respond to that? Do you just start going into your shell? Do you play it simple? Do you rebuild your confidence, or do you just keep trying until it finally comes off? I think so. This this happened against Blackburn. Blackburn, away from home, the fullback was giving me everything. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. At the time, I was thinking, who is this? Because I've never seen this guy before, and I ain't experienced this before. He's he was he was beating me in the air. He was getting in behind me. He was doing everything on the ball. I couldn't get past him. But I've last season, I probably would have went into my shell and like just gonna go ahead past it off or whatever. But I've learned that it takes one one moment of mm. magic, one moment to for you to try something that comes off, and that's a goal. So I think just keep trying that's that's my mindset mm, because how are you going to make this adjustment because you're going to be a player that teams are now going to say look this guy's the best player on the pitch we need to man mark him mm. how do you overcome that especially you've got aspirations to play in the Premier League you've made that clear we all know that so mm. how are you going to adapt to that because teams are going to come with some very robust tactics hundred <laughs> yeah. Um, I think as much as Myself, so I have to be clever in the way I I work to get on the ball and how I affect the game. Because you don't just affect the as much as I want to affect the game on the ball, you can affect the game in other ways. So I think it's me just growing and becoming more intelligent in how I play and how I can receive the ball, what spaces I can receive the ball. It's just it's I think it's more to do if you growing and becoming more mature in the way you play. Yeah, so when I look at the championship, I love it. I always tell the boys, I always send your clips to them and say, <laughs> look at Ezzy, twist the man up. The <laughs> yeah, but it's like a Jekyll and Hyde. What I love about it, one week you beat Leeds at home 1-0, the next week you can lose 4-2 at Barnsley. Mm. So explain to us that how it is playing, you know, in the in the championship. The championship is mad because, as you said, when I, when I say anyone can beat anyone, it's not like the Prem where... Liverpool mm. go to bottom of the league. You know what's happening. You, you don't. You don't know how, but you know it's happening. In the champ, anybody can. If it's not a team day, Leeds can get smoked. West Brom can get smoked. Anyone can get smoked in that league. So it's it's crazy. It's entertaining as well, man. It's fun to 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 play. In. So no, it's good. You had um, an interview on Sky Sports News and Graham Souness was really hailing you, saying that he's just seen some of your clips and he cannot believe that you're not playing in the Premier League. Whatever you think of Graham Souness, he is um, a, a midfield great, you know. Yeah. Um, oh. When you hear praise like that, again, from a legend in football, mm. how does it make you feel? Yeah, that was that was a bit... 
that was a bit surreal because I almost didn't expect it from him. Okay. Your phone went off as well. Your phone went off. I was hoping you don't want to talk about that. That, that was yeah, that was that was weird, man. Because you're not expecting that from him. You're not expecting those type of things for him to be saying. So it was just I was sitting there, just so shocked, so shocked that he was even talking to me in that way. And it's good though. So it's a good again confidence boost for yourself, just to know that it's not just you that thinks this, but other people think this as well. Hmm. And Ebs, another um, bit of an introspective question. Mm. Um, again, it might be a bit uh, uh, of a difficult one to answer, but if you could pinpoint um, one area of your game which you which you feel needs um, attention or, or you feel like you you could really improve on, what mm. would that be? I would I would say my my understanding of how to get on how to get on the ball. So, I obviously like to get the ball to feet, and it's it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier now because I can I can sort of find space to get the ball to feet, and I don't really mind having a player on me. But I feel like something I need to learn is how to get the ball in behind the timing of runs, the 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 ways not just to get myself in on goal, but someone else in. I, mm. I think. Movement off the ball is something that I, should, I can definitely work on. Yeah, you seem to have a very elite temperament. I like the way you study your own game and mm. you're very interested in how to improve. But what I wanted to ask is when we went to your Harlington training base to meet um, Les Ferdinand, obviously we've done a mm. podcast with him and he confirmed to us that Crystal Palace made some serious inquiries in the transfer window. Yeah. Was this move ever close to happening it? Was it one of those ones where he said, you know what, Ebbs, you know, you've got to be on standby. Something might come off. Or was it just small, you know, inquiries? I think it was just small inquiries. I don't think there's ever anything that was going to happen. I think it, I don't really know the, too much about it because they must have had a conversation or whatever. But from what it sounded like, it sounded like they were just talking and seeing, seeing whatever it was. Yeah, so obviously um, you've got aspirations of playing in the Premier League and that can happen this season, you know, with QPR as well because you're only, what, six points off the playoffs and you've got some favourable games. Mm. When you look at the Premier League and you um, see the teams there, how do you think your game marries up to the competition? Um, I think to play in, in that league, you have to, you have to be comfortable in whatever it is you're doing and whatever it is your asset is. So I pride myself in being able to run with the ball and control the ball, manipulate the ball. So that's something I think that I could take there and it will serve me, it will serve me well. So I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what it's like. I, I, I don't know what, how is that I'm going to get there or where, when even, but God willing, I get there and we'll, we'll see what it does. Another listener's question is, which coaches had the biggest influence in your career? Yeah, Paul, Chris Ramsey, and Andrew MP, they're, they're, the, they're the ones that have put me in. They've literally grabbed me and put me into this position that I'm in now. So 
grateful to them. Yeah, so Abere, when you, you know, look at South London as a whole, there's a lot of aspiring young footballers that want to be the next Eberichi Eze. <laughs> so what advice would you give to someone that's, you know, maybe eight, nine, ten that wants to go into the programme and might go through the knockbacks and setbacks that you've had to go through throughout your career, but you've still made it through the other side? Um, I would say always believe in yourself and don't allow your confidence to be knocked by external factors. You need to be, your belief system in yourself has to be as strong as possible. You need to go into each game knowing that you're comfortable doing whatever it is you're good at doing and no one's going to stop you from doing that. And as long as you've got that belief in yourself, it will take you to wherever the height is that you can get to. Definitely. Um, this question is from Jay Footy, God Save the Kick. Um, do you think you'll get a call-up to the Euros next summer? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Of course, it'll be a great honour, a great, a great privilege to even hear those words. But again, on the international front, I'm just trying to... I wouldn't even want to make any decision in any, any type of way. I just want to focus on, on what's going on now, man. And that's it. Yeah, so another question is, so what's your next plan, you know, footballing-wise, for the next 12 to 18 months? I don't, I don't really have a, a plan. I have a, I have goals and, and, and targets that I want to hit. But I think it's more just me applying myself every day and the belief that I have in myself, the backing that I have in myself, I believe I can... I could reach that that height of football. That's what I wanna I wanna get to. I wanna get to the Champions League, World Cup. I wanna be playing all of this, and not just competing. I wanna be really in in winning Champions League. That's my that's my aim. That's my goal. So where, wherever wherever my talent and wherever my my assets take me, that's that's where it is. We've kind of touched on this question, but I just want to go into it with a bit more detail. And mm. this one's from At Pelzik. He's a big fan of you. He's been harping on about you for for years. Yeah. Um, he said, would love to know why, in his opinion, why he was let go by a few clubs. Does he feel that players in his position were better? Was he underperforming by his own standards? Very good question as well. Um... I was, I was probably underperforming. I say other than Millwall, mm. everywhere else I was, I was underperforming. Players were performing better than me, and it's hard because for you to strive and for you, for you to see success and wherever you are, there's a lot of things that that you have to take into account and has to be there. So in all of those places, I found it difficult, very difficult. So underperforming was something that would happen regularly because I wasn't maybe I wasn't comfortable in where I was, the position I was playing or whatever I was doing, the the information the manager was giving me. There's there's loads of different factors as to why I got released and why I wasn't performing at the level uh, I should have been. Millwall was obviously a different a different story because of their whole style of play and whatever. So yeah, no, definitely I would say underperforming. Yeah, play. And and obviously you spoke a bit about um John Roan, um mm. Ebbs. Do have you have you had a chance to um to go back to your school and speak to some of the kids back there? Or is it something that you would be interested in doing at some point? 
yeah, definitely something I want to do. I've been back and maybe not in the last year or so, which isn't too good. But I think that's something I would want to do just to just to see what what's happening there and to mm. sort of shed light on on what's come from John Ram. Yeah. Yeah, so when we look at your stats, you know, 12 goals for the season, 8 assists. Before the season, do you set any sort of targets that I want to get this amount of goals, this amount of assists, or do you just sort of freewheel it? And if you've set the targets, have you beaten them now? So initially, at the start of the season, my target was just to get double digits in both areas, so goals and assists. Okay. Obviously, I haven't completed um my target but at the same time I don't I don't put pressure on myself to reach those targets. I just wanna enjoy what I'm doing, work as hard as I can to achieve those goals, but it's never pressure because as I said with last season the pressure I was putting on myself to score goals and to to get assists it wasn't healthy and it wasn't mm. helping my, my performance at all. So mm. like just to not put pressure on me, I set my target I work as hard as I can to reach them and and if if it happens, it happens. Yeah, so another question that like we've gone through this podcast without mentioning, you know, the QPR fans. Obviously yeah. you're the talisman, they're right behind you, they support you. So what's a message that you'll give to them with the season likely to resume? Um, how do you think they've taken towards you and how do you feel in that tight congested pitch at Loftus Road? How do you feel their support? I I want to say thank you for for the support that they've shown this season in not just me but all the other young boys that are in the team as well. They probably don't realise how important it is for them for how important their support is to us and what it actually means to us. They probably think that oh, it just it just goes in one year out the other, but honestly, it it, it hits you and. You feel like a family. It's not just you're you're doing your job. You feel like you're 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 a family working together, which is really important. Last one for me. Um, obviously, when we put out the tweet um, saying that we're going to have you on the podcast, mm. so many people just said you're an absolute baller. Literally, <clears throat> everyone said that. <sighs> so. Again, you're you're seen as one of the best players in the championship, if not the best player in the championship. Um, yeah. What does the future lie for you, bro? I I don't want to put any limitations on myself, or even say that this is where I'm going to be, or anything like that. I, as I said, with in terms of my ambitions, I want to mm. be at the top, the top, top. So. I'm going to work as hard as I can and apply myself in any which way possible mm. in order to reach that. And I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop till I get there. 100% man. Oh, I think there's no, no, no better way to sign off than, 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 than that. <laughs> Quality. You Quality. it from the man himself, man. Quality. That was, uh, Sorry, that Tottenham insight, fans. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of them came out of the woodworks yeah <laughs> uh, all I'm going to say is that it's just going to be a joy to yeah. watch your career go from strength 100%. to strength because in my opinion you're going straight to the top mm. you just have to continue to apply yourself that's it man listen to your coaches listen to your parents 
then I think the sky's the limit for you, man. I appreciate it, man. And Come honestly, on, man. you guys love what you guys are doing, man, because this is this is big, and I'm wishing you, man, all the best. Honestly, love, I appreciate man. you, man, for all. Love, man. Love, 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 man. Love, love, and we need love, to, when, whenever we get a chance, man, we need to do it again, man. We need to chop no, it up. No. You know I mean, when you're in the Champions yeah. League, we'll get the first interview. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You've agreed to it. You've agreed to it. I'm gonna get on to you. Hundred <laughs> percent, man. Anyway, look, uh, viewers, listeners, I'm sure you guys enjoyed this one. It was, it was, it was a, it was a really, really good episode, man. Especially our fellow South Londoners. I know you guys will, 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 will certainly enjoy it. Um, just a reminder before we sign out that you can watch all of um, our content now on YouTube. Uh, it's the Beautiful Game Podcast TV. Um, and if you are listening on, on uh, other platforms, you can listen to our episodes on Spotify, SoundCloud, and on Apple Podcasts as well. And if you're listening in on Apple Podcasts, please make sure you leave a five-star review. Your engagement goes a long way to helping us build a platform. If you're not yet following us on Twitter, it's at podcast underscore TBG. And you can also you can also follow us on Instagram at pod underscore TBG. Um Dot, have I forgotten anything before nah, we sign up? Okay, it's five star content, honestly, five star guests, five star performance, everything five star, five star ankle breaker, five star, five star, hey, hundred percent, man. So, guys, until the next episode, over and out. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.